That was A Call to Heroes by Miguel Johnson from his album, Citizen of the Stars. We've got a very special episode of Elite Week today. I think uh, I'm not going to spoil it just yet who the guest is. You'll find out in just a moment. But um, I want to say that the nature and tenor of my interviews is generally much more genteel than this particular one. Uh, this one was a little confrontational from the off. Both parties knew it. And uh, we spoke freely and bluntly. And uh, the only thing I would say is for some people that are not a fan of that kind of conversation or uh, maybe adult language, uh, you definitely should check out my other interviews. I highly recommend checking out the interview with Bruce Garrido, for example, uh, episode eight of Elite Week. But uh, this one was an awesome talk. And uh, I think you will see that uh, in the end, we both had our say and you decide what, what seems sort of more right for you or along the lines of your thinking. So enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special episode of Elite Week. I have a guest today and we're going to talk one-on-one -on -one about fleet carriers and new era next era whatever you want to call it frontier in general the game elite dangerous yada 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 this episode is brought to you by jack and coke because it's that kind of a day welcome the one and only the yammocks oh my hello there folks <laughs> i just took a nice big drink as you did your oh my all right, so let's mix it up, man. Let's get into it, because <clears throat> we were just both guests on the Down to Earth Astronomy 50,000 live stream celebration, and it was interesting, because I think that was the circle first jerk. time... Yeah, we were there for that circle <laughs> jerk, and uh, I had Plater, uh, you know, in hand, and, and you had Scorb, and we were all just sitting around, and... I remarked that it was interesting that it, this was the first time that I can recall that you and I were actually in a voice channel together. We've exchanged some back and forth in text, but it was the first time that you and I actually were minimally, talking, talking man to man. Yeah. yeah, minimally. Sure, sure. And uh, basically, I told you that uh, I wanted to mix it up with you and talk about our opinions on fleet carriers and FDEV and what have you, Elite Dangerous in general, and, and, uh, and you said when and where, and I said right now uh, over at my Discord, and you were like, all right, right let's here. do it. Right so now. here we are. Right yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, all right, let's get into it, because uh, I, I want to actually start with an observation. I made the comment to you that because uh, you know I, I kind of see you as a polemic, and when I when I made that comment, you were like, uh, "What? What's that?" And not I, familiar I sent, with those fans. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I sent you a link to the to the definition, the explanation on polemics. But basically, to sum it up, uh, you, you approach things with the attitude of you're cunty because you care, and uh, apparently, so you're you feel <clears throat> that by being sort of over the top and like straight up you know, you suck, your stuff is shit, whatever, that that is the sort of best way to grab the attention abrasive. of... Abrasive. I'd use the oh, there word you go. abrasive. abrasive okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. So... I, I guess that'd be best to describe what I tend to do. <clears throat> okay. And your sort of opinion is that by being abrasive like that, you are helping to highlight uh, very, very sharply 
things that you would like addressed and you feel that that's sort of your approach to sort of in the end making the product better i mean let's be honest it's you clearly... uh, essentially it's a part of uh, attempting to well polarize or at least uh, elicit some sort of emotion and and then you know by that doing so also uh, an attention from uh, the viewer obviously 100%. or listener whoever it is because sure. uh, well clearly yeah it's a uh, you know that's that's why you know there are uh whole newspapers you know the the so-called yellow pages that are so 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 uh, mm -hmm. often explicit in some regards uh, so mm -hmm. yeah that's that that's part of the sort of a, not, not exactly clickbaity, because clickbait is empty without any content in it. Um, that would be mm. polarizing, I'd say. Yeah, so polemic would be a good sort of description there. So. Right on. So I mean, like, let, again, going back to my original statement of your cunty because you care. Like that has there's a very important part to that that I think people can overlook. They can they can they can gloss over and that is the the end part Plenty people because do. you care. Like the fact of the matter is is obviously you love Elite Dangerous. Obviously you want it to be a great thing. You've spent a massive amount of hours on it and you're still creating content for it. So I obviously you're a fan of Elite Dangerous, but you're saying, I love this thing. I'm disappointed in this, this, and this. I want you to do better so that I can love this thing more, right? Am I, is that wrong? Am I putting words in your mouth? Um, well, it's it's essentially hand-holding that, uh, that you're essentially describing there. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say, oh, that's okay, Bobby. You did bad, but you could do better. No. You know, we're talking about a company, you know, somebody, or rather uh, an entity, essentially, that uh, uh, is concerned about its own agendas and whatnot else, and uh, I'm not going to coddle it. Right, and and the people that I'm, or the work that I, the the people have made are not you know children, mm -hmm. and it, it it has to it has a monetary value and does affect people uh, in more than just a monetary <coughs> way as well. So I'm not Fair. taking any shorthands <coughs> and what else, or I'm not 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 pulling my punches because you know oh oh. The, is just a cuddly person behind that work. No, work can be criticized without, you know, criti <coughs> critiquing the person itself that made Fair. it. Fair. Fair. Uh, none of that, I, I take issue with none of that, but let's cut to the shit. I want to hear it from you. Do you like Elite Dangerous or not? Well, there are plenty of things, a uh, uh, politician answer, right? There are plenty mm. of things that I like in Elite Dangerous, and there are plenty of things that I don't like in Elite Dangerous. Oh my! But uh, fair, I can. I with can Elite Dangerous, that. <clears throat> see, there is there is that uh, baggage that comes with it, right? Uh, it's it's not black and white, as <coughs> contrary to my logo, and then and oftentimes the way I portray things, uh, which also goes into the thematic how I make uh, you know the, the, the haptics of my own stuff. But regardless, uh, uh, the black and white as aspect, uh, you know, it's. It's not as easy to answer, right? Rather, there are obviously good things and bad things, and uh, you know, personally, I 
you know, delve around with Elite Dangerous is because there are some interesting things that I like about it, and community would be probably the biggest one right now, just like with uh, Planetside 2 back in the day, mm. right? Um, I played the game for such a long time that, you know, the positive points, I've overplayed them and they've become monotone to me, boring even sometimes, right? Because, uh, you know, the worst thing you can do to a good thing, as I often refer to um, uh, community goals, uh, you know, those, those, those things in the Elite, the worst thing you can do to a good thing is make it mundane and... Well, Elite, um, through making videos and all that stuff, has become somewhat mundane. Uh, doesn't mm. mean that it's bad. It's just uh, been such, well, routine in a way that, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind so, of hard to be objective about it. Or, 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 not objective, but subjective about it. So now I've right. become basically objective. objective. So cutting to the chase of your... Yeah. long answer there it's an, an awesome game it's phenomenal you've put so many hours into it that a lot of it is Don't boring put to you in my mouth no 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 i'm telling you like okay well okay it's a subpar game that you're dumb enough to have stuck around with for years oh, if that's the alternative again don't put your words in my mouth no, okay okay to give you a simple answer right um uh -huh. elite is is it worth the money is it good game almost it's it's okay. It's it's how many hours do you have in this game, man? Uh, Let's cut through the shit. How many hours? Two thousand hours. Two, you spent two thousand hours on an almost good game. Yeah. I, well, I don't. That's the thing. Uh, how we judge the word good and how we judge the word okay and bad. Mm. You know, it it comes to subjective things, isn't that right? Uh, but uh, now the thing is. Uh, very good, or rather, what I would say a good game is, is something that elicits uh, hmm. a, a, a tremendously good uh, sort of a response from me, you know. Uh, there are flawed games and whatnot else, and, uh, right, um, Hellblade, for example, right? Uh, just to give an example, it's a really fucking good game for me, right? Its story is absolutely amazing, its audio design is absolutely fucking amazing, visuals are about okay, I'd say, uh, on the good side, but not almost. Uh, you know, the, the the groundbreaking levels of things. It's it's facil it facilitates the story, and that's the main key point of it, right? It, it's yeah. It's that portion that it's so fucking but, good that it makes uh, me say that oh yeah, overall it's uh, good. all right. But you know, it, it's very short. It's you know, it's uh, <coughs> as a game. There's really not much gameplay. It's a story, right? It's almost a walking simulator. So but let me go back dead. to let me go back to what I was saying. And this time, let me finish my point, and then afterwards, you tell me you agree or disagree with the statement. Okay. Elite Try. is an awesome game that you put a ton of hours into, and then some of the awesomeness wore off as some of the mundane things started to bug on you. And you then, with your eye, with your background of design and, and, and software development and whatever, you started to see certain fault lines that you say, this annoys the shit out of me, I wish they would work on this, and now you've taken it upon yourself to sort of point out those fault lines where you think that Elite could go from being an awesome game that gets boring and old when you become mundane or whatever to back to awesome for you. True or false? <sighs> An awesome game? No. 
thing is, if we are to judge elite in a score to, you know, I hate using score systems, but uh, mm -hmm. one to ten, right? It's easier to judge it like that. Elite is a solid seven, solid okay. six, uh, depending on the update, of course, uh, because. Uh, you know, often we judge the game, uh, you know, it, it's base game when you first start playing and you have the rose-tinted uh, glasses on, when you first discover things and enjoy things. And then when the development goes on, especially with these live service games, uh, those up updates should be judged as a separate entity and Elite hasn't gotten the best of uh, track record with those. So okay. that's why it's down to six, even sometimes five with the September update, but regardless. So, yeah, it's, it, it's you know, good would be... Eight, right? Uh, awesome would be ten. So I, I'd say it's you know, no. It's, it's that's seven, not it's that's six, that's not how like any that. that's not how any scoring process works. Perfect is ten. Awesome is nine. Uh, good, like very good would be eight. Good would be seven. Like on a I scale of one to ten. That, on a okay, scale of one to ten, ten is perfect. Now. Yeah, we're right. getting into semantics. Let's, doesn't let's, matter. So let's move I'd on say to fleet six carriers. Six to five, maybe. No. All right, let's move on to fleet yeah. carriers. <clears throat> so let me ask you. Let's go through the whole process before fleet carriers. Before when we just got the announcement video, before we got the day one of beta, just the announcement video and information that was included just in the announcement video, which means leave out the bullshit of you and whatever that magazine was, that online magazine where they were talking about leaks or whatever. Just oh, the release information. Yes. What did you think of Fleet Carriers? Nothing. Now, the thing is, uh, see, Fleet Carriers, it, it comes with the baggage, clearly. Right? Uh, Fleet Carriers was, uh, were first announced on uh, Frontier Expo 2017 on uh, October 7th. I remember that day precisely because I was there. Um, see, um, that was also a particularly weird day because you see on the announcement for Fleet Carriers and Squadrons at the time, uh, they had only one picture. A picture of just a couple of ships with similar paint jobs flying at the camera. That was the only thing that they showed us when they announced those two things. So no one had the information about uh, what <coughs> fleet carriers are. Uh, later on, of course, uh, some of the creators who uh, had breakfast with uh, developers in the next morning, which uh, I was already flying home, um, managed to get information that op originally it was intended. Uh, fleet carriers were intended to be, uh, you know, a additional add-on to squadrons. And okay. As we know, of course, they were this is, changed. This is this is a lot of stuff about what were fleet carriers were going to be in 2017. That's irrelevant to yeah, like because it's been reworked multiple times. So let's it is yeah, important let's to know, let's, right? let's but moving from that, just from what you saw on the release trailer on when what was it April second? Oh, gods, um... <clears throat> it was April second because the the first beta went it live on April seven. It was before la no, no, it was last year's LaveCon, or, or was it this year? It Which no, this year, this year LaveCon has not happened yet, and probably it has not. It's not going to happen. There were two but, yeah. trailers. There were two trailers. The I'm saying on April second, the announcement that they made, where Stephen Benedetti this came year, on sure. from his ho home and yes. did a like 30 second intro reel into the pre-recorded oh, stream gotcha. of right. gotcha, Luke, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Dav, and him at Frontier yeah. Studios. What did you think of Fleet Carriers at that time? <sighs> 
I understand right. you have all that baggage from stuff you wanted from before, but I'm saying, from they what you saw there, what did you think? Right, right, right. So that was a stream, them describing uh, its functions in some way or another, whatnot else. Um, hmm. Let's see. Uh, they did mention that they had... Uh, what was it delayed it um, from the last year to make additional changes and introduce more customization into uh, fleet carriers mm -hmm. which uh, honestly I can take it or leave it really as long as it's well developed I'm gonna be okay right uh, mm. so yeah that's uh, that's one thing but uh, of course you know developers come on and showcase uh, well we could you know get a snippets of a few prices here and there and prices already back then felt quite massive and what to tell us. Developers did say that, uh, or rather hint quite heavily, that uh, fleet carriers would be essentially the end game or people who have played a long time and uh, blah, 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 right? Um, so that was the indication that it's meant for only the people who, you know, literally played or grinded the game for such a long time. Uh, so, okay, fine. If you want the credit sync, okay. And uh, really, we didn't have any information as to what were the exact values so really i can't draw any conclusions from non-existing facts i'm not gonna go okay. and speculate wildly left and right which i try never to do or rather mm. i try really to you know not mm. do uh, even really? i tend to f yeah that's really? the thing i tend to speculate myself really? and that's what i try I, not to do i saw your tweet that you posted when you got a hold of a little snippet of information before the actual release of the beta where they showed all of this stuff. Actually, it was before that video even uh, that you got a little teeny bit of information of the fact that the term decommissioning existed. And from that, it seemed like you did a good bit of speculating. That's, that's the thing. It's in human nature, isn't it? Right? I'm a okay. human, I'm flawed I'm just pointing person. out when you say, yes, I try not to I know. speculate, you and sometimes I, that, fail. I know. Oh my God, you can't even believe how many times I've just, uh, you know, looked at uh, news of announcements of, uh, you know, Elite or any other game, right? And started mm. to think, oh, this would be cool if this game had, or, or what if it has this, this thing? And then, my, you know, my, my, my cynical self is just coming, coming in with a fucking baseball bat and hitting that portion of my brain in the face you, you just failed hammering to the extent, it so hard you, you failed to the extent that I know. four days before the announcement you went to twitter and started posting sh shit posts that's oh, a pretty big that's, fucking that's fail that's what bro. The twitter is for that's a pretty big fucking fail twitter on a scale of one to um, ten i would say that's a ten on the failure <laughs> category there bro that's, it is. Uh, okay. Nah, fair. Fair. A failure to. I, hey, we're all human. I failed too. Sure. Sure. Of course. Um, all right. So let's get past that. Let's get past the. Let's get past the initial statement. Right. Yeah. This so is. This they, is going to be. This is going to be the your your time to shine in the conversation because this is where geez. I agree with you. Shit was absolute dog shit. Day no. one of beta one. I'm just going to sit back and mute myself now. You go on your rant. Uh, right. So everyone saw the massive prices uh, for, you know, uh, the fleet carrier, uh, what was it, the mod, uh, op optional... Upkeep. Uh, uh, no, the, the, the optional... 
Uh, oh, optional services. The, the options. There we go. Services. Yes, sir. Stuff, right. So uh, those were horrendously overpriced and whatnot else. But okay, I was thinking to myself, right? Um, okay, so you want to have, you know, the end game credits sync, right? So a place where people who have ground, you know, forty billions and whatnot else to place their forty billions, right, and have something back from the game. Okay, fine, have that. But then came the upkeep, right, and the decommissioning issues, uh, you know, the, the, the way they were developed, uh, rather the, the way they acted and then presented, or rather implied the gameplay. Well, or like that off, really. And uh, that was really the biggest sort of disappointment to see that uh, essentially for the people who, uh, who, you know, apparently this thing is meant for, for people who have spent a lot of time and this is designed to, they would be putting in a mechanic that is psychologically abusive and exploitative. And uh, me seeing that, I'm thinking, why why would you put in something like this that is purely punishing fucking thing that, you know, doesn't benefit the player? And for especially a person that is your long, longest, you know, sort of a supporter, you know, who has played thousands upon hours of, in your game, right? Which many little, or rather many games don't even get, even if they are really good, right? Uh, you're basically taking that, you know, portion of the community that uh, would potentially be able to pick it up and try to squeeze them even more uh, and try to make them even more of a sort of a constant player in your game and make them return, make them just uh, worried about whether or not their shit is going to be back uh, or, you know, not gone when they return after months or whatnot, or years even, not playing, right? And and, and that was uh, truly a truly disappointing moment when, to, when I realized that fact. Because, yeah, we can talk about, uh, oh, it's, it's meant to drain credits from your pocket and whatnot else and... and, and but, okay. But it's so just, it's a I, lot. It's I let yeah, you go. I let you go for a while. You had your moment in the sun. I will state this and I, I'll stipulate this. Day one of beta one was dog shit. I I told I said flat out I would not buy a carrier. I don't think anybody should under those terms. However, I also stated that it was absolutely my belief that through the beta process, changes would be made sharply and that the product would come more in line with a what I felt was a functional, usable, uh, referable, thumbs-up type product before the launch in June. <clears throat> so we are both in agreement that day one, beta one, was dog shit. And I stated flat out that I felt that it would change. Uh, I think you were sort of doing you were you were reveling in it. You were you were you were fucking neck deep in Schadenfraud at the time. And for me, I honestly felt like I don't understand why Frontier went about it that way. <clears throat> I feel like if it was a regular product launch and you know they had just done an update that was like a massive update of good content and whatever 2-3 months before, okay, maybe the fact that they had had sort of a content drought, let's be honest, leading up to that, and then they their very first step into beta one was that. I felt like that was a huge PR own goal on their part. They they fucked it's up. It's weird. <clears throat> I it thought. Was weird. <clears throat> I thought. I, I I agree with you. But whereas you were looking at it and and doing your little 
dance of, of Schrodenfraude, I was looking at it going, this was a mistake. Why did you do this? I know you're going to fix it, but why would you do this? And then let's get to, let's discuss the changes. And I don't want to discuss it piecemeal because then we'll be here for an hour and a half. But oh, yeah. so let's, I'm, I'm going to go over sort of an overview of the changes from beta one. <clears throat> and then, the, you know, there was, so there was the changes of, look, they massively lowered the upkeep. They added universal cartograph. Well, they said come beta two, universal cartographics will be added. They yeah. <clears throat> changed. They changed uh, the, the 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 upkeep cost for the base price. They changed <clears throat> sort of a lot of the aspects of it that were an issue. And I said after that, like, hey, these are all great changes, but decommissioning is still like. In, in in the changes they made in round one, mm. I felt like they fixed 90% of their problems. <clears throat> the remaining problems that they had, 90% of that, of that remaining 10% were all about the decommissioning. Because for me, the changes they made to the upkeep makes it that decommissioning isn't even an issue because I can throw 20 billion on it and know that it's good for decades and not even worry about it. But... For some people, the decommissioning would still be a thing. And even though it wasn't a problem for me, from a logical standpoint, I could see the problem that it would be for others. And I said, this decommissioning is a problem. It's got to go. That needs to be fixed. The announcement that they just made this last week, decommissioning is gone. It's still a thing, but you get all your money back. So who cares? If you, if you want to sell the fleet carrier and then buy it back. Now, personally... Would it be cool if they had just said, hey, you can hit one button to mothball? Yes. But like what we're talking about here is end goal, end result, same difference. But one of which is it it, it puts push pushes a little bit of the work and effort onto accomplishing the, 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 the goal onto me as the player. The other one would be involving more code writing of them changing things back in. But the, the end result is still the same. <clears throat> if you're going to take a year off, and you want to get rid of your fleet carrier now and get it back exactly as it is a year from now, you can do that. Um, so that, as far as I'm concerned, that solves that problem. It, it is at least enough of a compromise that I think even you would have to admit that takes care of the vast majority of that issue, the, the decommissioning problem. Then... They said, okay, we're going to make Tritium better. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And looking at it now from the changes that they have made, I feel that fleet carriers are already a good product if you are in the market for a fleet carrier. They're not for everyone. Just like the cutter's not for everyone. The vet's not for everyone. If you want a fleet carrier, they're awesome and they have stuff for you. If you don't want a fleet carrier, that's fine. Your thoughts? Right. So, um, well, going back to the first beta, right? So they made, basically made a, a mess, a poo-poo in the bait. Agreed. Uh, so, yeah, that, uh, honestly, I'm not really sure what they, uh, what were, what were they thinking? Uh, the, the biggest issue for me was, uh, first and foremost, right, uh, reason that they didn't really give any, well, rather that they didn't give their volunteer P, uh, volunteer testers the tools to test their shit 
which is weird, right? You don't give everyone the the, the cash to you know buy it or, or at least uh, down price it uh, enough so that it is purchasable and testable, right? And their excuse was to make it essentially a, a typical sort of a real life example, but. As, as the beta one already showed, even with those numbers, that the, the servers weren't ready, uh, you know, there was a crash and whatnot else. And the first, you, you know that there will be two betas and, you know, both of them will go for two weeks, right? They obviously knew that. My really biggest question is, why did they not just simply stress test the fuck out of it straight away in the first attempt where there would be the most uh, most people around, right? And just that's just make wrong. Sure that, Your statement yeah. is just wrong. There's not going to mm-hmm. be the most people around in the first beta. The first beta did not include the other platforms. There is very clearly yes. going to be more more fleet carriers in the second beta, where you have all of the PC players and all of the Xbox players and all of the PlayStation players having yes. the ability to purchase a fleet carrier. That is a good point there too, as well. Um, Though they already, you know, uh, the, if you looked at the, actually, they, I think developers themselves announced that uh, during the beta they've seen the most amount of people, you know, in beta and what the hell. Uh, so clearly that was somewhat, you know, already uh, confounded, mm-hmm. if you will, or well, proven that, yeah, there would be most people, but okay, that's in hindsight. Um, still, the first beta, still, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, obviously, the first iteration of the fleet carriers, the first chance everyone would get uh, to, you know, participate in it, um, they would, you know, stress test it at, at least a little bit, you know, but uh, they didn't, and that was the they, biggest question. But okay, fine. So to That's to decision. answer your, to answer your yes. question or your concern or whatever, let me just point out that not only are all three platforms going to have the ability to purchase a fleet carrier in the May beta going from the 11th to the 26th, which is two weeks and a day because they added a bank holiday in there for the Brits. But in in addition to that, for the tail end of that beta, They will have the Fleet Carrier Beta Blowout Sale, where Fleet Carriers will be available for 1 million credits. That will stress test the fuck out of this. So what's your problem? Well, it's it's more of a question, really, about uh, testing, you know. It's beta, right? You would expect a testing environment to offer the testers with the tools to test the subject of the testing, right? And yeah, you can say that how you they wanted the feedback of you know being a visitor to the fleet carrier. But if you buy a fleet carrier that and uh, you are you know with your own fleet carrier, it doesn't mean that you can't be a you know tester for it. But it's weird testing me- meto- uh, methodology that I'm more concerned about, which is just it was kind of weird, frankly. That's uh, more than anything. But okay. Um, so you fine. you were a big fan of them stress testing the hell out of it, which is exactly what they're going to do with the beta blowout in but that's in the beta end. two. So that's the and it's it's yeah. The end. So it's just... if you have a product, if you have a car. You don't fucking put it on the racetrack to stress test it at the very beginning of the engineering process. You first make it work right, and then you stress test the hell out of it. This seems fairly Um, obvious to me. Usually, before you fine-tune things, you do the bigger tests. That's my point. Okay. So the bigger test is, uh, you know, again, with the second bait, honestly, I would have expected them to 
first give everyone the fleet carrier first, you know, to properly stress test and get the most feedback you can get from it, uh, both from the server side and whatnot else, as well as the values uh, from, you know, the people who potentially couldn't get the fleet carrier, but, you know, now are able to through beta and so on and so forth. And then on the second beta, test the fine tweaked values. And I just, that, and I just think I you're know. just wrong. You're just wrong. Because they could they could get the ability to add the place the platform players in for one of the platforms. They chose to try to fix it all first and then give the other platforms the ability to get in for the second one. Getting a, a beta test in on PlayStation or Xbox is a massive pain in the balls. So what they chose oh, to I do imagine was that. what they chose to do was Fix it as much as possible so that all three platforms could have the best look at the closest to the finished product possible. So, I mean, you're saying you would have done it the other way. I think you're um, wrong. I would have Frontier definitely tested it uh, but, way, uh, way sooner for sure. But yeah, that's just my sort of way I would do it. Ah, never mind. <clears throat> okay. So. It's, it's, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, man. Like, okay. But so. Uh, different <coughs> ways to develop things. So sure. no one specific way is true either way. So fair enough. Fair know. enough. <clears throat> fair enough. Okay. Hey, if I'm wrong, moving, it's perfect. Anyways. Awesome. So moving on from that though, getting yes. to the actual aspect of at this point, honestly, I feel like. Fleet carriers, just with what they've announced changed so far, are a viable product. To me, the biggest points left that is like, hey, you got to fix this because it's dumb, it does not make sense, and it makes me angry, are number one, why am I paying a fuel crew millions of fucking credits a week? and they can't do their job of managing the fuel. If I have 15 tons of fuel in my cargo hold, and I have a now, you know, uh, 2,000 light year gas tank, you should be able to take, once I reach 2,000 light years in jumps, my fuel crew, my crack crew, should be able to turn a fucking hose and move, you know, from the auxiliary fuel tank, which is my cargo hold, and move tritium from A to B and keep it moving. I should be able to tell my bridge crew that I pay millions of credits to a week, hey, jump to Colonia, and provided the fuel crew does its job of moving the fuel into the fucking fuel tank, they should be able to make a jump every 20 minutes from A to B and accomplish the task that I give them. Frontier made a huge point of saying, you're paying this crew all of this money because it's persistent. It's there when you're not. Their callways working for you. They never stop, except when you want them to fly the fleet carrier or move the gas, in which case daddy's gotta be there to turn the key, otherwise it won't work. Right. Um, so what I notice right now is uh, you're trying to apply game log or in-game logic to explain gameplay uh, functions and features. See, uh, 
it you know it shouldn't be excused that you need to pay or rather you need to go grind uh, for 10 hours uh, just 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 because uh asling Duval told you to right that's the principle that you know that divorce between the gameplay world and the actual game mechanics should be made wait uh, i'm confused what is the Right. What what does grinding for Ashling Duvall have to do with fleet carrier gas tanks? The point I'm making is essentially a comparison, right? So uh, oh. you're saying that uh, right? You're 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 saying that uh, your crew is maintaining thingamajig, and why shouldn't they be able to you know do without your input uh, things that you mm. wanted to do, right? And uh, well, from gameplay, rather right uh, from the gameplay design, right? It's uh, there either is a not a proper thought being put to that you want to make uh you know uh, connecting jumps like with normal ships uh or it's on purpose it's uh, made so that you have to actually go and manually do this it may be because of that reason but they set Not- up they literally set up that right hand panel so it's stating yeah. touting the fact that you can remotely give your crew instructions and they'll accomplish tasks for you yeah even when you're on the other side of the galaxy. Yeah, they made the point that you can do these things because reason X, Y, and Z, right? Uh, but why didn't they give you the option to map out the route? Well, that lacks explanation. And uh, yeah, um, it's uh, it's either done for one of the two reasons, as I see far, uh, as far as I see it, right? Uh, it's either done for a purpose uh, to engage you to force you to constantly micromanage it or they just didn't put it in because they either forgot or didn't think to put it in. I mean, it already exists. It's not a matter of creating a thing. The galaxy map and multi, multi-jump multi plots yeah. already exists with our ships. I can plot a course, you know, from A to B that has 18 jumps already with my ship. Yeah, like normal ships, right? Yeah. So from that you can draw the well conclusion that in a way, since it exists, and they didn't want to copy the same idea and principle to the fleet carriers, it must be done on purpose. I right? and I, honestly, I feel like ninety percent of my headache with fleet carriers is those two issues, and I feel like I believe that it will be announced. Yeah. I believe that it will be announced a week after the start of beta one that that is the the last that that round of tests or or changes will be made i feel like they're going to they i feel like they're going to give you the ability to move gas in your gas tank without being there they're going to give you the ability to schedule multi-jumps and i'll go you one further right now they've moved it to tritium is twice as strong so now your thousand ton efficient tritium if uh, uh fuel tank will give you roughly a thousand light years. They've already upped it to twice as much, so now it'll give you two thousand light years. I think they're gonna move it to three times as much, and when this when when this beta two is done, it will be at three X, I believe. Your thoughts? I never ex- uh, I never expect developers to change any of the values from betas. My observations from the past have been that uh, very rarely developers actually go and take out a portion of a gameplay mechanic, as a matter of fact. And there is usually slight uh, value changes and fuel efficiency is one of... Slight? 90% upkeep cost change. 
that's a value. That's a number mm-hmm. 10 changed to one. Mm-hmm. That's a simple value change in a database. Or oh, a game's no, code. I, I don't mean, I, I agree with you entirely that it's a database change that's easy, but I definitely would not call it slight. Um, again, these are fine-tuning tweaks that they are willing to do oftentimes uh, with betas, uh, or rather they do change some of them. It's, um, mm. well, the track record of how they balance things, or quote-unquote balance things, it's uh, it's shabby at best. Uh, so hard to predict, and I will really not bother to predict it any uh, at all. So again, I'm just going to wait and see what they do with it. I personally... You know, don't care for exact numbers just yet, as long as there are bigger issues at play. Uh, even so, though, I mean, we can take take forever to talk about uh, how you know buying things in uh, packs uh, for the stock. Right? Oh yeah, that's uh, dumb. That being pretty, yeah, that's pretty dumb. That's right? dumb. But let, let yeah. me let me let me highlight something because uh, yeah. I listened to the roundtable that you did with Exegius and the pilot and Plater and Ascorbius and some other people. Table, but yeah, it was just a little whatever. I listened together, to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I could swear that the clip that the video that I watched said roundtable on it, but whatever. Uh, and in that, <clears throat> at the beginning of beta one, people were talking about. Uh, I think Exegius made the point at one point. He made the statement that like, well, you know, some of these values may change. And you made the response that upkeep values would not change. They would change maybe a, a little teeny bit, but not a lot. And that My there's no way. Was and you said that there was no way. Out. That you, no, no. You said, you said they, they would change a little, but not a lot. And then you also made the point that there's no way they were going to add uh, universal cartographics. Yes. I don't know if you got the memo, but they added universal cartographics. Oh, that's your point. Gotcha. Right, right. I'm yeah. just waiting for a question there. Uh, right. Uh, so, honestly, I'm rather surprised that uh, Frontier did cave in on uh, the uh, universal cartographics, but uh, I guess there were plenty of people that, uh, first of all, made a good point, like Exegius actually made a good point that, uh, hey, megaships already have universal cartographics, and some of them are controlled by players in smaller way, right? So why One not of put them, them yeah, in? the Gnosis. Yeah, and that yeah. was a good point. I still believe the developers wouldn't uh, put in a new mechanic in uh, the fleet carriers because it's very rare when you see, uh, you know, developers that we have uh, actually adding a feature, a full fleet well, feature to the fleet carriers. They, and that's a positive thing. Yeah. So they I'm, added, I'm, it's good. I'm they, happy well, that I was wrong. A, they added multiple new features to fleet carriers in the sense that fleet carriers now give you storage for the first time ever in the game. Fleet carriers now give you player-to-player trading for the first time a, ever in the game. Yeah, fleet carriers that, now give you a functional commodity, tritium, now for the first time in the game. Like, this That's is the first change. time... The first time in the game ever... We actually have a thing that's worth selling to other players. Like, everything else is like, oh, I've got a low-temperature diamond. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm going to sell it somewhere. So you can arbitrage if you really want to get into it. But this is the first time we've ever had a thing that you can sell to me that I actually fucking want. I can use it myself. Mm. That's kind of big and been glossed over by a lot of people, I feel like. Yeah, the commodity market is a very interesting thing that I didn't expect developers to do. Because the thing is... As I tested the community uh, for commodity market, right? 
it's essentially gonna serve as a straight uh, credit transfer from player to player. And it that can. hasn't been... Yeah, you can. It's not yeah. exactly designed to be, but it basically is. Mm, it, it, so. it, it for sure can absolutely <laughs> accomplish that task. Well, when you're talking about a swing of 5% low, 1000% yep. high. Yeah, I, I did it in beta. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm I'm doing it. I'm I'm literally doing it Monday yeah. morning. Uh I'm going to give a couple billion credits to a buddy of yeah. mine DJ Wiley to buy his fleet carrier. I'm giving mm -hmm. 5 billion credits to Alec Turner to buy his fleet carrier. Yeah, like yep. but yep. but so like to the extent that that could add in the potential for RMT. I understand and I get that that's R a negative real money tra trading. So like I oh, give you yeah, I, I did the video I eBay you garbage market $50. Yeah, yeah I eBay you $50. Mm -hmm. You then mm -hmm. give me 10 I hate billion those people. I yes. really do. It's yes. disgusting. But but and 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 Exegius and the pilot had an awesome debate on this about two, three months ago. And you can you can find it. They, they Exegius clipped out the debate itself, and it's a 40-minute long video. And it's a phenomenal video in which Exegius is arguing the point, and he says flat out, if they ever put in a player market in Elite Dangerous, I'm gonna quit the game. I will make a video of me deleting all of my ships, and I will be done with this game for forever. Did Exegius? He did. Okay, uh, th th this, this is going <coughs> to be cut pilot. out of the recording, but regardless. Uh, Exegius, the, uh, the, the last time I, speak, I spoke with Exegius, <coughs> he basically said that uh, the only thing that would make him basically quit, uh, quit is uh, pay to win, really, and loot boxes, of course. Well, that's what um, he was, that's no, the no, argument he was making. Okay, he was saying that he was making the argument that putting in a player to player market opens up the door for play to win. Or pay to win, oh, rather. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, the yes, pilot does. was making the counter argument that while he sees the validity in Exegius's point, he's not arguing that that doesn't exist. He believes that that negative would be far outweighed by the vast amount of positive that allowing players the freedom to actually transfer money around in non RMT ways in in non-violation of the EULA ways would grant. For example, <clears throat> I have an alt. I want that alt to place a fleet carrier with the DSSA out on the ass end of the universe. Mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. to have a fleet carrier for my own. I'm going to farm up a ton of diamonds, throw the money to my own alt so that I can buy a fleet carrier to donate to the DSSA. Or I have a brother-in-law that I want to get into the game and I throw yeah, him yeah, some yeah. money to whatever. Or, and even better, even more, like, so one is just the ability of me to give my money to myself or whatever, okay? Yeah. But then the other, the other one, which is way more interesting to me, is the possibility that markets could be created in the future for, like, Oh, uh, you know, I'm the Diamond Frogs. We're a badass group of pilots <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And we're going to offer ourselves out as mercs. And anybody who wants to hire us, if you're in the middle of a war and you're having a hard time in your CZs or this, that, and the other, I'll show up with my 10 friends and we'll kick the shit out of everybody. And then, you know, you 
pay us a billion credits or whatever. Like there's yeah, actual yeah. non-game breaking, non-violation of the terms of service. The so-called emerging game in universe, in immersion, exactly right. There no, are ways that you can use gameplay. That's yes. that's what the officially uh, is called <laughs> yes. emerging gameplay, where uh, uh, players use existing tools from the game to create their make own their own gameplay. Fun. Yes, and that's awesome. And that was what the pilot was arguing. And that's that's a mm -hmm. whole conversation that they had there. And I agree, I'm on the side of the pilot in that debate of like, while I do not discount, I'm not saying, hey, Exegius is wrong. He's absolutely right. It's a valid point that needs to be like addressed. It needs to be looked at. They need to make sure that they keep an eye on that. They're, there's whatever. I agree with him that it is a problem. But I also agree with the pilot that while it is a problem, it is vastly outweighed of the possible cool good shit that can come from giving players more freedom to make their own galaxy. Yeah, right. Um, Where do you weigh in on that? Yeah, that, that, that's <clears throat> one of the things that I am so fucking hard fence-sitting on, I, I'm not sure. This is literally the first issue that I'm truly fence-sitting on. Um, Okay. And uh, the thing is, that's uh, fair. The way I right, I explained this in one of the videos I did uh, earlier on when uh, Fleet Carriers were announced, right? So uh, I, I look at game features and basically games, uh, I, I, at least I try to look at uh, from the perspective of a game designer, right? Uh, <coughs> if I were to develop the game myself and what would be the purpose of making that feature or changing that thing and whatnot else and you know how how i can investigate and, and make it better or how would i do it right there's always that what if i did it right and i try to implement that as well so from player's perspective as you presented pre pretty perfectly right yeah it'd be allowing your alt account uh, you know credit transfers and all that stuff it would, it would allow you to introduce friend uh, to gameplay and uh, all that wonderful stuff right Instead of to skip uh, the grind that Elite is very, very dogged on oftentimes, right? And uh, on, on that perspective, there's nothing but good, right? Um, but then as you look at, uh, you know, from the game maker's perspective, right? What that does, when a player is essentially completely new, let's say it's a completely new player, right? You give him all that cash, and I've heard this from developers' mouths <coughs> directly, right? When mm. you basically when those uh, players uh, you know go out and do those uh, quick uh, money gra grinds or whatever they were you know uh, well so-called quote-unquote ex exploits which are really not oftentimes it's just a, a good way to make money right when they make that a lot uh, that massive amount of money they pick up the cor uh, corvette cutter uh, anaconda no no, Anaconda, yes. Corvette Cutter, no. Those are well, both locked behind reputation, yeah, basically right? a big ship. They sure, pick sure. up a big ship Conda. or something like that. Sure. And they don't know what to do with that. Then they die. <clears> then they <throat> lose all the money. And then they go complain on the forums. Mm -hmm. This is literally what one developer in front of the expo back in the day told me when I was talking about <laughs> grinding. And he's not wrong, right? Um, there are I, I... players that would literally skip the learning aspect of the game mm -hmm. that is designed. Mm, and let's I say agree. Elite is a perfect game that teaches the player to pro through progression or, or whatever other uh, features how the game is played and that mm. you will lose the cash if you die. And you have to be careful what you pick, especially if you play uh, I, it open, right? And oftentimes, I, agree, I agree with your overriding point of to the extent that skipping shortcuts to 
end game or shortcuts to skipping certain processes can devalue the experience, can make the player sort of out of their depth. I get that. But I will counter your argument to say that while that is true sometimes, if it comes down to giving the players freedom to do whatever the fuck they want, including dumb shit that will cost them in the future, I am for freedoms. I am a civil libertarian. I am for the freedom. Let me decide. And if I fuck up, I'll learn from that. Right, right. That's a player perspective, which is good. I, I, th that is a valid point. Again, fair enough. It's a valid point. Thing is, uh, when you look from the game uh, maker's perspective, right? Uh, the game maker has set up specific expectations through which the player progresses, even if it is as open as elite, right? There's always a set expectation through what type of gameplay they do what and what is expected them to have learned or experienced. And there's that intent, uh, just like with movie, right? Uh, we can compare it to a movie in, in a way, right? Credit uh, transferring would be like cutting out, you know, the introduction part of the movie and straight skipping to the action portions, which, mm. again... Sort yeah, of, but not really. It's not cutting it's a, through it. It's, it's an analogy. It's more akin it's, to. It's not the greatest one, but it's All right. a simple analogy, right? Fair. And okay. that's the thing. When you design a, a anything, really, a, any game or any sort of, a, you know event or what it does right straight jumping into it oftentimes won't lead to good results mm -hmm. and like it or not uh, it's game makers you know well <laughs> duty to make sure that the player understands what he's doing and why he's doing it things but you uh, argued also... you argued about you argued against sort of that point in your video that you just did on the engineers when you said like, hey, they have certain things in here where it's a choice that's no good at all and it sort of shouldn't be in there or whatever. Like, the fact of the matter is, is letting players decide for themselves what they want. Like, to use your analogy, when you said it's like cutting through the process of building up in the or in the buildup of a movie. There's some movies where they're a half hour too fucking long and they really could have benefited Let's, from a montage what I'm implying that, here. Okay. Is a perfect game. There's no All such right. thing as perfect, clearly. Right, we're not going to get th that. There's there's that expected, uh, you know, there's that expected uh, well, progression. <laughs> Every game has an expected progression and expected things that the players expected to do or achieve through playing the game. And that is true as with any game, as with Elite, right? Mm. And uh, the ability to skip that uh, intended gameplay, as disagreeable as it is oftentimes, is something that, <coughs> as a game maker, you should try and limit. And that's why I'm really, really weirded out by the ability that developers have given us to basically straight credit transfer things and allow right. us to skip the credit grind. So it, let let's me, say if it, I was de developing Elite Dangerous, <laughs> I would have put in a specific ways to, you know, inform the player. But if the player is not informed <laughs> about its gameplay, then why am I allowing them to skip this thing? I shouldn't allow them to skip this thing. 
I should, you know, sort of handhold until a certain point, until they understand every choice that is possible to make. And that's sort of that's where the fence sitting I said is uh, coming from. From the game maker's perspective, you should limit the player's mm. ability to do stupid things right off the bat, unless they actually know what they're doing. And from the player's perspective, Clearly, it's only positive if you can skip the grind or if, if you can skip the specific uh, portions that are not, you know, so good. Um, I don't want to skip tells- anything. I want the freedom to choose for myself. And as far as your your statement about a perfect game, I don't want a fucking perfect game. A perfect game is Star Citizen that'll never come out. I want a good game that I can play. Like, I, I'd rather have... Th- th- there's a saying, never let good or never let perfect be the enemy of good. Like, perfect, you're not going to get good oh never you you can actually get all right so let me i want to attack a premise that you have in your mind and i want you to be open and honest and and i want you to be intellectually open and honest lying about everything right now so just just from this point on (laughs) be open and honest with me for a second oh yeah just just hear me out hear me out and and i want to see if i can convince you of the possibility of something. I don't, it doesn't have to be that you believe that it's going to happen. I just want you to acknowledge if you think it's possible. Okay. Fleet carriers cost 5 billion credits. They're big fuck off expensive end game type shit that most people, most can't access right now. Okay. You, you agree with that premise? It's designed that way. Developers have said that themselves. Yes. So yeah, clearly. Yes. Okay. Here's what I'm going to try to convince you of. I think that fleet carriers are good for everyone. Now, going into this, you think so? Eventually, if you have stuck with the game for so long enough to be able to purchase it, that should be your trophy. I think that fleet carriers are good for people that can't even afford to buy one. Depends on how it's used uh, and its features, of course, but... Yeah. I, need, I just I need a big sip of Jack and Coke for this one because I'm going oh, deep. Geez. Ready? <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> okay. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Chug, chug, right. chug, chug. Here's here's why fleet carriers are good for everyone. I believe. I believe that fleet carriers are the unannounced beta test of three key aspects of the game that will be released to the masses in next era. You ready? I'm listening. All right. Number one, Elite Dangerous has never had player storage. Now, look at other games that have done player Player storage. storage. What do you mean? Storage. A bank. I can drop my cargo off and then switch ships. Player storage. Okay. Look at... Normal stations kind of have that, don't they? No, they don't. You can sell shit, but you can't store it. Oh, uh, cargo! Yeah, this this is the first time we can actually store cargo and Correct. Uh, credits, <clears throat> and that's that's the only two things you can store really that you can't store that's... in normal. But anyway, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So the elites never had that. You've never yeah. been able to store. Forget storing credits. That's irrelevant. That's just a wallet. Yeah. It's not really storage. It's that it doesn't accomplish no limit, anything. Right? It doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah, but you can store cargo. You've never been able to. Look oh yes, at, a lot of people asked for that so long ago. Very much. Even so. myself. Look at look at Eve. Look at mm-hmm. WoW. Look at Final Fantasy, both 11 and 14. Look at yeah. so many other MMO games 
that added storage to them. And look at the fact that in all of those games, all of those games, without exception, there have been duping scandals. Some oh, smart fucking yeah. dude figures out a way to like, oh, I deposit this money into the bank. Mm -hmm. And then if I it exactly 0. 0.782 seconds yeah, later, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this program that pulls my router. It'll literally make it to where two seconds later when I log back in or whatever, the, oh, the, 10, million, the, the 10 million Yay. gold, the 10 million gold that I just put into my bank is now in my bank and also mm. in my backpack or Thunder Fury is in my bank and also in my backpack. Mm -hmm. I feel that what they did was they're like, okay, we're going to be sneaky as fuck with this. We're not going to tell these monkeys that this is a fucking beta test, but it's going to be a beta test. We're going to create an asset, fleet carriers, that only 2% of the population can fucking afford. We're going to have an extra little temporary hired or moved from shifted from a different project army of people overlooking the data. We're going to watch those 2% like fucking hawks and we're going to see how they break the box. And if a guy, you know, if a Yamix out there <clears throat> figures out a way to, oh, I could do this, I could do that. I don't know. Smart computer shit. I'm an idiot with computers. I don't know that shit. That's not my, that's not my background. But if a, if a Yamix out there figures out a way to fucking Latvian hacks his way through that shit and make it to where it's like, hey, look, I can dupe fucking low temperature diamonds and they, they're going to, what they're going to do is somebody somewhere is going to call Dav over and say, hey, hey, Dav, I got one over here. I don't know how, but this guy, the Yamix, he managed to uh, create 40,000 low temperature diamonds in the last 20 minutes, right? What I would do, and I don't know computer stuff, but here's how I would handle it. Because I, I don't know computer stuff, but I have TSSCI clearance. I've just, I've dealt with sensitive stuff before, like, you know, how you handle things. Yeah, would be this. Close that gap and make it to where the hack that you just went, just did, doesn't work anymore. But don't ban the person. You leave the Yamix running because the, the, the monkey that's smart enough to figure out to break the box one way is way more likely to be smart enough to figure out a second way to break the box. So then you let you let him keep going. And oh, oh, sure enough, two weeks later, he found another way to dupe. Close that loophole. Let him keep going. Wait till he's gone two fucking months without coming up with any more ways. And maybe the guy figures one way to get in. Maybe he figures eight ways to get in. But at that point, that guy is a unpaid, high-level beta tester for you. And you just watch what the fuck he does and keep closing all of his loops. And after he goes to where he's no longer useful, like two months have gone by and he hasn't figured out another way to break the box, then you ban the guy. You just got a lot of work out of him for free. Uh, that's I think, what developers uh, constantly do. Yeah, so I think that that's what they're going to do with storage. And then in the next era, I believe that every last person, when they plunk down their $40 or 40 quid or 40 Latvian fucking whatever it's you euros, guys have. euros, my friend. Euros. Yeah. We're in Europe. <laughs> 40 euros. <laughs> I, okay. You plop down your 40 euros. I think you're going to get a free base. It's going to have no upkeep. It's going to be a small base. It's going to be your home, your 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 home base, and maybe 
that's a little Quonset hut that they plop down on a moon. Or maybe that's just a art asset that gets put inside of a, a Coriolis station, whatever your favorite Coriolis is. But you're going to have a little spot that's going to have, you know, one or two set pieces for space legs where you could go and sit down in your space living room and look at your little fucking trophies or whatever. And you can also plop down, say, 500 tons of storage into your garage where you just bloop, plop it down. Everyone, even the poors, even the people that started playing Elite Dangerous tomorrow and have fucking, you know, 10 credits, they're going to have a free base that they get to use storage in. So in that way, fleet carriers, I believe, are leading to storage for the masses. Now, I think there's also going to be way larger bases that do have upkeep and all like there's going to be a spectrum of stuff. And like this one does manufacturing. This one does resource gathering. This one does yada, 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 yada. And some of those will have upkeep. Some of those may be group projects that a squadron works on. Oh, one of the recorders left. That's all right. We got the other one going. So, but it's one of those situations where everyone will have some access to storage without having to buy a fleet carrier. Likewise, player markets they just put in and you have to have a fleet carrier for that. And again, exact same argument as before, they're gonna watch how all the monkeys break the box. And once they get it fixed over the next six months, they're going to release, you know, when they release next era, I think that every player will have the ability to go to a player, to, to any station, any station, anywhere in the galaxy, you go to Jameson's, you will be able to create a buy contract or create a sell contract, buy order, sell order. And maybe there's a 50 credit, you know, no upkeep involved, but like, oh, you have to pay a thousand credits for the price or whatever, just like WoW does at the auction house or other games. And mm -hmm. I think that Tritium they were like, okay, fuck, we're gonna try to create a player market. This is gonna, if we do this wrong, we're gonna shit the bed hard. We need to do this smart. <laughs> let's give them, let's give the monkeys one shiny to trade with each other. And let's watch how they trade it. And let's maybe get in an actual fucking, like a lot of games, MMOs bring in a like an economics professor or some shit, or let, let's bring in an economist, or let's just look at it, let's whatever. Let's gather data for six months and see how the monkeys trade their shiny. And once we get our head around that and we feel like we're ready to dip our toes deeper into it, I think you're going to see manufacturing bases you know, oh, big surprise. Next era is going to have elite feet and base building. Okay. I think those bases are going to have manufacturing. Those, those bases are going to have manufacturing. And I think that the reason why the ship packs and whatever is all dog shit is because that was never the point. This is just a test thing. I agree with you 100%. The idea of me buying a ship or buying a module at 100% of the fucking market cost and then trying to get someone to buy it for more than 100% of market cost is stupid. I think the idea of buying 10 ships at a time is stupid. The, I think this was sort of put in as a stopgap because the end goal, where they're going with this is, I'm going to be able to create fuel scoops of whatever the fuck kind I want on my base and then load them up and take them to my fleet carrier and drop them off for the for resale. And at that point, I might be manufacturing on them for roughly 15% of the market cost in, in, in resources gathered or whatever the hell. And then 
sell it for 80% of the market cost, which means that people still wanna buy from me because it's a good discount, but I'm making a massive profit. So I think that resource, or, or, or sorry, storage, player-to-player -player trading, and functional commodities are three key aspects of Next Era, which they've snuck into fleet carriers for the purpose of an unannounced beta test so that everyone, not just the rich, can enjoy them coming in the next era. Your thoughts? Wow, that was some wild speculation there. Ooh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so about the new era, um, I, I honestly don't care. Uh, the thing is about new era is, okay, as long as it's, as long as they don't make something that is broken or exploitative and just fun to play and interesting and actually not crashing left and right and basically is a decent effort, right? Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll investigate it, and even if I don't like uh, or don't even care about it, like with uh, fleet carriers, I'm I'm gonna be fine. Um, you know, it's just. Doesn't matter what it is, I just want to see effort being put in. That's why, you know, for example, on the No Man's Sky, even though it has issues with, uh, you know, updates uh, from time to time and so on and so forth, they still produce updates that are just oozing the effort, essentially. You can sort of feel that they actually put in time and recognized what the uh, community wanted, or even just gave them out of out of nowhere something positive. You know, uh, with yeah, any dangerous a, that does happen as well. For me, the biggest, best fucking thing in in the world was when I saw developers not just change the jump range calculation from thousand to two thousand that I expected. They changed it to twenty thousand route planning. I was ecstatically positive about it. I loved it. And to this day, it's one of the most positive things. I uh, I just want to hug the person who thought that, <laughs> hey, we can do the 20,000. I'm like, excuse me? What? Okay, Wait, cool. What? what? <laughs> can I give you a hug? <laughs> that sort of level, right? Do you and, see... Uh, do you yeah. see any flaws, though, in the what I propose, that, that fleet uh, carriers are a beta test for those three right. things? Right. Um, developers... I don't think they're going so cloak and dagger and uh, trying to ma manipulate people to ex exploit and break things. Uh, that will happen regardless. So why even try and manipulate things? when I'm not saying they're manipulating people to do it. I'm saying they are aware that people will do it. They're giving oh, a sure. small window to, that they can now easily monitor. Of course. I mean, if they can already monitor and blah, 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 what else, there will be fixes regardless. I don't think that they have the time nor... Again, I don't give that sort of a level of speculation really much of a ground anyways. Uh, I don't care enough. Results still are the same. Developers uh, improve or at least attempt to improve or basically nerf the best money-making things anyways already. So whether mm. it's done with um, you know a previous intent or not changes really not, not much. So... Eh. All right. So yeah. Uh, so fleet carriers, fleet carriers, as they were first announced, you were whatever about. Then fleet carriers, as they there came was out no information, in beta, so I couldn't draw any conclusions. So I don't know, like, as oh. they came out in beta one, when you saw them, you were setting your hair on fire and you like literally. Yeah, yeah, sure. Panic you, everywhere. You, hot takes everywhere. Yay! <laughs> and then as the changes have been made, mm. I feel like I feel like those changes, those those changes were 
several of them slapped you in the face because you were like, they'll never change this, and then they did. Like, and that's what I want to see often <clears throat> as well. Right, they want and that's yeah, hey, to that's be good. proven wrong. Okay, so as they've made these changes, mm. and now they we are at where we are for beta two with regard to the changes that were just announced this week. Where do you feel they are as far as like? I don't know. How, how how much do you think they're improved as from what we got in announced the changes this week as opposed to where they started on day one of beta one? How much improved how are much they in your mind? Improved. Okay. Um, <clears throat> right. Uh, let's see. Um, at first I was like, eh, minimally they changed values, but then I remembered, obviously, yes, of course, they removed the, the decommissioning, so that was one of the biggest pain childs. Uh, decommissioning, mm -hmm. uh, previously, the, the way it was made, it was ensuring that the sunk cost would be a thing with fleet carriers, and that was part of... Uh, and now it's uh, fixed. Just that expl that exp it's not fixed, it's changed. But regardless, uh, yeah, it's, it's essentially sunk cost is uh, reduced, if not well, almost uh, annihilated. There's still a little bit of sunk cost in it. Uh, One percent uh, on the low end. One yeah, percent, give or take. So Five it's something that you can really, end. yeah, it's it's fine, I guess. Now, I mean, you would expect okay. uh, of selling a fleet carrier just like with a ship to lose <laughs> one to five percent. Fine. No, if you would. If you, rate, that's okay, you're just wrong. Sure. A ship is ten percent. Uh, was it ten percent? Ships are ten percent, my friend. Log into the game and take a look. Oh gods! Well, regardless, ships are ten, is, so fleet carriers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. fleet carriers are much bigger, so ten percent would be a way harder hit there. So yeah, uh, but that'd be five hundred million. So yeah, it's quite a bit of uh, hits. Eh. Yeah, but I mean, the, it's way lower. Look, whatever. Than there's a loss that is incurred when you sell it. So to prevent people As well from there selling be. and buying, selling and buying, basically. Sure. Uh, that's why ships also have the penalty of selling and buying, right? Sure. So that yeah, you know, so that you don't do it constantly, right? That's why it's there. Uh, and the same with fleet carriers. Okay, that's expected. If you know, fleet carriers like a normal ship. All right, fine. I don't need the rent on it though, and that's the biggest issue. But uh, anyways, uh, let's, they let's also not overlook the Universal Cartographics edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to get to that. Uh, Universal mm -hmm. Cartographics uh, being introduced is actually a testament to how many people wanted it, uh, and that is basically a plaudible level of sort of a push uh, from the community because everyone was asking for it. Like, I don't know a single person who said that, no, I don't want nor need uh, universal cartographics on my fleet carrier. So, I do. Well, it was rare, but there are some people. Uh, there, was, there were some people that said, I'm an old school explorer, and oh, I don't gross. like the idea of you nerfing this and making it easier for the plebs to kind of get out there. I'm mm -hmm. paraphrasing, but there were some people that had that expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's always uh, people always. on the fringes and whatnot else, which, again, if you got a good argument, present it and let's discuss it, right? And uh, sure. and so on and so forth, rather than shout at each other that ah, you're just <laughs> dumb. Wait a you second. Know? You're arguing against your stock and trade here. That's your that's your whole stick is to yell at okay, people. Okay, so basically, I'm not presenting why I think that way, right? Are you implying that I'm not presenting why I think? That oh no, way? you you definitely no no you. I don't argue my points. Are you, you implying that do. right now? Come on, man. No, you definitely argue your points, and I actually think that a lot of I'm the points about that you make are. I'm talking about people who just uh, don't like it for don't like sake. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. 
right. So, uh, what was right? Uh, right. So yeah, they implemented the the, the, the the universal cartography. So that's basically a testament to how unified in a single voice the community mm -hmm. was, and so that is applaudable to basically everyone who argued for it. So good job, they guys. Added, they added shipyard and modules outfitting for that was the another owner. Thing that a lot of people for the owner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically to uh, do a compromise for the people mm -hmm. who said that, well, what kind of fleet carrier is this? It can't even transport my fleet, right? Mm -hmm. And that makes uh, sense. A hundred percent. You know, if, 100%. if it is uh, argued like that, sure, fine. And honestly, a compromise, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, I, I have no feelings one way or the other, so I'm basically like the neutral uh, uh, from fut it's, Futurama. <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> on that point, on that point specifically, I, in my talk, I don't know if you heard it. You probably didn't, but I, I did a uh, about an hour long talk with Bruce Garrido from Frontier Development, and we I talked about. I think I heard a little bit of it, but I didn't watch the group. Sorry. <clears throat> we, we that's okay. We talked specifically about this point, and I told him, mm -hmm. I I told him that my guess was that they were going to figure out a way to add the shipyard onto the fleet carrier without. Because I, I said, what everybody's saying is just swap fleet, the shipyard and the commodity market. Just swap those. Make shipyard static where like it comes for free with the stock fleet carrier and make the commodity market a paid extra. That's what everybody's arguing for. I said, I bet you you're not going to do that. I bet you you are going to add the shipyard and keep the commodity market in there because you want all of the monkeys testing your commodity market for the next six months for next era. And he was very coy on his response. He was like, that's a thing that could happen. Wink, uh, wink. Remember, these are community managers we're talking about, and they are essentially just representatives of the information that has been given to them. Because uh, as much as I like to give, you know, benefit of the doubt on, on information for Will, Bruce, and, you know, everyone else in the community, uh, you know, uh, side, uh, they are just uh, a mediary. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of information that uh, must be, you know, sort of communicated in between. So when you go into these very, very specifics and so on and so forth, they often just simply can say only, well, I can pass, pass the information to the team or I'll have to ask the team about that. And that's all they can really say. And often that sounds like a coy thing, but in reality, it's just uh, they don't have the <laughs> developer next to them that actually knows that specific thing. Of course. Um, but... It might actually be also sometimes when they are very coy. Uh, often this is, mm -hmm. uh, at least in the old uh, community team with Ed uh, at the helm, uh, when you asked about Raxley, it, all the you know uh, community guys were very coy about that stuff. And it was a good mm. joke, if you will. But, I guarantee eh, I, you, yeah. I guarantee you that Ed previously, <laughs> Paige mm -hmm. previously, uh, and then the current community management team, which consists of Will and Tim as your senior community managers and Steven and Bruce as the community managers. Hi. I guarantee you that not a single one of them has a fucking clue about Raxla, period. If just from a, a operational on the same page, yes. from an operational no suspicion, it's just a fact. From an operational security standpoint, the idea that a company would say I'm going to pay you for to go out there and dance naked in front of all of the lions that are ravenous for information and go out there and be on a stream talking off the top of your fucking head for an hour or two hours, two mm. or three or four times a week. And I'm going to give you that kind of a sensitive information is just stupid beyond belief. There's no fucking chance. I, if I were to pay if I if I were to bet, I would say probably 
of the entire staff at Frontier, probably David Braben, Lewis, and maybe, maybe, maybe Michael Brooks know where Braxla is. No one else. And there's 0% chance that anyone they're going to tell to go out on and, and talk off the top of their head on, on live streams for five or six there's hours a, a chance, week yeah. would know. No way. Yeah. No way. But at the same time, it is always, you know, you give they give a wink, wink, nudge, nudge on, on, the, on the subject because that's part of their job is to... Of course, Their job of course. is to give the face of being all-knowing to the public while at the same time not saying anything they're not supposed to. No, it is part of the community manager, yeah? <coughs> yeah, they, yeah, they have to, you know, control the... Or rather, they are the representatives to community <coughs> of the company and the development team. So that is to be expected. Uh, so, so we got sidetracked a little. We were in the middle uh, of listing yeah, the changes <laughs> the changes of fleet carriers. And we, where we were at, we included this part about the shipyard. And where we were at, the next thing is that tritium is basically twice as useful. So where it would get you a 1,000 light years before, it'll get you approximately 2,000 light years now. And they have said clearly, this is the current iteration of that. They're not sure that they're done tweaking it. It may be changed further in the future. Doesn't mean it will. Doesn't mean it won't. Just saying that so with all of those changes with all of those changes fleet carriers went from a thing that you were setting your hair on fire day one of beta one how where do you feel they're at now as far as, as long as the uh, upkeep is still in the game or rather as, as part of that uh, <coughs> what was it a uh, uh, game feature uh, mm -hmm. yeah, basically gameplay feature uh, if it is part of the game uh, feature right now, the fleet carriers overall, uh, it, it's it really doesn't serve much of a purpose. And then, okay, actually, I, actually, I disagree no. with you. Pur it definitely serving serves a, purpose a purpose and exploitative gameplay, those two separate things. Never mind, I was thinking of something else. Uh, when we talk about the purpose, we can start talking about the game pack or other the weapon item utility uh, packages and what else, you know, that stuff. But uh, um, it. Uh, Upkeep essentially is uh, purely negative a feature. Of I disagree with thing. you. And I disagree with you. I think you're uh, just wrong. Okay, disagree with me, but uh, I f I feel that it is a truly negative thing, and uh, it truly facilitates <coughs> only uh, malice uh, for the fu fucking feature in general. Completely disagree. Would you like to hear why? Go for it. There's no point in playing a game that you can't lose. If, if, if you have Call of Duty and you have a button that you can press that goes into a game mode where you have a shield around your body and every shot you take is a headshot and uh, nothing can kill you, you're invincible, it's, it's going to be the most fun you've ever had playing Call of Duty for about 20 minutes and then you walk away. You drop it and you never come back because it's boring as fuck. There is no point to playing a game that you cannot possibly lose. Now, fleet carriers are indestructible. They give you the ability to have storage. They give you the ability to force project with a, a player-owned station, which you can put anywhere you want. They give you the freedom to transfer money and to buy and sell items. They give you a lot of power 
a lot Essentially, of pluses. Essentially, it has no uh, a lot negative. Of, let me finish. Negative let me finish. Doing a lot else. of pluses that you've never had in this game before. If it could be blown up, then okay, there's a risk of it's very super big and powerful, but it, you can lose it. So there would be some way to lose, but it can't be blown up. And since it can't be blown up, if you give me a fuck ton of positives with zero downside whatsoever, no loss, no ability to lose, which now with uh, upkeep cost, there's an ability for you to lose. You can literally, if you just go out there as a dick waving exercise and buy the fleet carrier that has every possible thing on it and then do nothing with it. You do fuck all with it useful. You just ignore it and whatever because you're out there showing off, look at me, I got a Ferrari. You lose. Eventually you lose money, you lose stuff and eventually it'll be decommissioned and you lose your big dick waving, you know, fucking your whatever, your phallus, your Ferrari. Yeah. Upkeep provides gameplay in the sense that you have to be smart with how you use your carrier or work enough to maintain that. If you want to use it, you know, I mean, you're free to use it like an idiot. If you want to just park it somewhere and name it, you know, uh, whatever, Kaizen sucks balls, you can name it something stupid and use it some way stupid but you have to then go out there and earn enough fucking credits to make that a thing otherwise you lose so if you did not have any upkeep on fleet cares let me ask you two questions number one how can you possibly lose with it and 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 if you can't how the fuck is that fun gameplay and number two Tell me whose fleet carrier would not have every service in it. Because if there's zero upkeep cost, you have to be a fucking idiot not to get the fleet carrier that has absolutely every check mark, tick a box, has everything. Oh, mine has universal cartographics and mine has this and mine has that and mine has this, just like everyone else's. So every fleet carrier you visit in the galaxy is gonna be an exact fucking cookie cutter copy of every other fleet carrier. Whereas right now, with fleet carriers having upkeep cost, I'm not gonna buy a shipyard because now I have my own ships for free. I'm not gonna buy outfitting. I have no interest in selling ships or modules to anybody. I think that's dumb. Down the road, when they add in manufacturing, I might add that if I wanted to go that route. But I don't really, that doesn't excite me. You know, I will have universal cartographics because I'm gonna use mine as a deep space explorer, but I will not have fucking combat bond redemption guy. I'm not gonna, why? I don't want that. I don't want that. And because I don't want that, and because there's a cost for that, as a smart player, I'm not going to buy the extra bells and whistles that I don't have a fucking use for. So my fleet carrier will be different from the next guys because we will have two different use cases and we will build our product to serve those use cases. So now tell me, if there was no upkeep cost, you tell me why every fleet carrier in the fucking game wouldn't be an exact copy of every other's because they all have everything. And if there's no way to lose at all, tell me why the fuck, what's the point? What's the gameplay in there? Right, that is a good question. I don't think the developers have uh, told us even what it is for, really. Uh, the gameplay is kind of missing from it a lot. <coughs> what especially do you mean? Wait, wait, what do you mean? Market. Yes. 
What do, what do you mean what they're used for? They said, they told us clearly, you show us what they're for. And the DSSA is showing you what they're for. The fuel seals, or the hull seals rather, are telling you what they're for with, with how they're planning to use them. The fuel rats are getting them. The I just told you what I'm going to use mine for. There's traders that are going to be using them. There's, uh, you know, the AXI did a thing to buy them. Like, there's plenty of people that have a use for them. Oh, if you sure. can't find a use a for tool, a, there will be somebody that is going to use it for something. Sure. The, the, I, don't want, I, don't, not, I don't want uh, Frontier sure. to tell me what it's for. I'll tell you what the fuck it's for. It's mine. <laughs> I bought it. I'll use it for whatever the fuck I want. So like that is the, the, the way of the gamer, isn't it? Indeed. Yeah, of um, course. But yeah, so without upkeep, uh, that is that is an interesting thing because obviously, yeah, as you stated, the uh, fleet carriers are persistent. First of all, they are not uh, destructible, so there wouldn't be any sort of a no way other to lose. side of the coin for uh, the positives, if you will. And hmm. upkeep, frankly, uh, it's it's a pretty fucking ugly way of doing it, to be frank. Uh, personally, I find uh, fleet carriers essentially. Like a trophy. You see, I personally mm. see it as a trophy, right? Uh, if you are somebody who has played, you know, thousand hours, let's say, you get by the thousand hours, you get, you know, or you've grinded that five billion just to buy the base ship and uh, what was it, the maximum cost? I think it was fi uh, 15 billion that you could ev eventually just, uh, was it additionally, where you just total uh, sunk, sink in it. That's. Essentially, your whole game's, uh, your whole playtime's worth of uh, credit amount for all more than majority of the game. Uh, but of course, it's not meant for majority. It's meant for the super late, late, late game people. And I personally see fleet carriers more of a viable thing as a just a, a trophy. Uh, it would be a, pr a purely positive thing. It wouldn't, uh, you know, negatively impact your piggy bank. There would be, wouldn't be threat to it. Uh, and what else? Developers themselves have said that uh, they try to remove it from BGS as much as possible so that it, you know you, you can't affect BGS with it, uh, or at least as much as possible. And uh, you know. Hey, if if they put in a massive credit sink, and that is literally what it is meant to do, is just to place or, or to have a big, you know, monument to you uh, that also does maybe a thing or two uh, that allows, or rather, that uh, basically takes in all your credits that you've, you know, uh, acquired through grinding, or uh, gives you a reason to grind even further. Right? Uh, fine. But the okay. upkeep, upkeep, that, that's the stupidest thing. Why, you know, when I look at the upkeep as a thing, why is it a weekly thing, right? Why does it need to be a weekly thing? Why can't you uh, literally set it as a monthly Because or everything in the game works on the tick. Everything. So, yeah. Why not extend that's... it to monthly? Why not extend it to yearly? That's another why thing. Isn't, and... Why isn't power play monthly or yearly? Because that's the, the way the game works is based around the week. If you say this is going to cost you a thousand dollars a week, or this is going to cost you, you know, uh, uh, what is it, fifty six, right, fifty six thousand uh, dollars a year? Who cares? What's it's like that's semantic. That's that's irrelevant. Exactly. But the, so... the, the fact the fact of the matter is is you're saying like okay, it can be good as a trophy. And as a some uses, okay. My here, here's my argument, 
Mm-hmm. Fleet carriers. People who are expecting fleet carriers to be fun in and of themselves. Like, here, give me gameplay. Give me the fun. You're going to be pissed. You're going to be disappointed because fleet carriers are not fun. The fun of Elite Dangerous is flying spaceships, okay? And fleet carriers, you don't fly. So mm-hmm. if you're waiting if you're waiting for the fleet carrier to bring you fun and drop it in your lap, then you're not going to ever be happy because that's not what fleet carriers do. Fleet carriers are a shovel. You, They gave you the galaxy as a sandbox. They gave you your ship to enjoy. Your ship is you and you're out there flying around doing stuff. And now you have a new shovel. And with that shovel, you can make some cool shit if you want to. Anyone like that's like saying, well, my GPS in my in my car, well, that's not really fun. No, it's not supposed to be fucking fun. It's a tool. It gives you the freedom to go out to places and to aid you, to assist you in getting to where the fun is. But getting to where the fun is isn't the GPS's job. The the GPS, it's not like to make the fun. The GPS's job is just to help you get there. That's what fleet carriers do. Now, anyone who doesn't like is against fleet carriers, you fit into one of three categories, okay? Either you're too fucking stupid to use a fleet carrier properly to get to the fun, or you're too fucking lazy to use a fleet carrier properly to get to the fun. You don't want to put in the work, therefore you're not getting it. Or the third category is you're not lazy or stupid. You just don't like fleet carriers. You just don't want one. And that's fine. Not everyone has to want one. You can be the smartest and most motivated person in the universe and not give a fuck about fleet carriers. Maybe you're an AXI guy who does not like anything that's not straight up in your ship fighting Thargoids, or you're a buckyballer who doesn't like anything that's not just racing from A to B, and you don't want to ever, like, fleet carriers are great for buckyballers because buckyballers use stations as their waypoints, so you can use that to craft your race exactly how you want. But maybe you're like, I don't ever want to make a race. I just want to fly the races that other people make. Okay, fine. I'm not saying that everyone that doesn't like fleet carriers are stupid or lazy. I'm saying you're either stupid, lazy, or you just don't want it. There's plenty of players in the game that enjoy playing the game, but don't ever want to do AXI or don't ever want to do racing or don't ever want to do rare trader or don't ever want to do pick any fucking thing in the game. Like I just don't want to ever be in an SRV. Okay. There's players that never bought horizons. Okay. Whatever. It's your fucking game. Do whatever makes you happy. But I'm saying that if you can't, if you tell me that there's people that A, are not lazy and B, are not stupid and C, want a fleet carrier and those people can't come up with a use for fleet carriers, I'm going to call bullshit on you because I've seen a whole discord of fleet carrier owners list their plans. I've seen countless people throughout the community that have told me what they're going to use a fleet carrier for. Maybe it's not for you, in which case, who gives a shit? Why do you care that other people, like, you don't have to like pizza, but don't fucking tell me that I can't like pizza. If I want to like my pizza, I like my pizza. Maybe you like pasta, whatever. Fleet carriers clearly have a use for a lot of people because they've already told you what their uses are going to be. Not for everyone. There are several people that have no interest. They don't like it. They don't want it. And that's fine. Mm. 
What do you say to those people that say, hey, I've got cool uses for my fleet carrier. I'm gonna go do this, that, and the other. Like, what do you say to them? Uh, to them I say, all right, you found a way to use the tool. Okay, that's just like with everything in the game. My issue is really what gameplay it implies or what its uh, implications on, or rather what its uh, sort of lacking portions are. And that's what I usually go for rather than, you know, whether it's, you know, useful or not. Because, hey, you can put in something as, as I said, trophy <coughs> that uh, literally only does good things. And, you know, I, I'd be okay as long as it's, you know, just... It has some kind of purpose. If it's meant to be a massive, you know, positive thing that basically allows you to accrue, you know, 10 million a week instead of that upkeep, uh, and that forces you to return to the game, all the better. I don't care. It's all positive. But the upkeep, it's weekly thing is that that just way the game so, tries to get you back in it with a penalty constantly. You so know, without that, the upkeep, without the yes. upkeep, What's the downside? Where's the, where's the balance of gameplay if you have no upkeep with fleet carriers? How are, if you don't have upkeep, how are fleet carriers not just an instant I win button? Um, maybe it is. What if it is? So you're saying that you would rather imbalanced gameplay than upkeep? Uh, the thing is, you, you think about what a person with a five billion is already done in Elite. Most likely everything, right? Or at least uh, done enough of a specific thing to have, you know, ground the game for a long time. And at this point, uh, well, what else can you give it? Give that person that has done everything, he has plenty of money everywhere, and really, there are, you know, if you want challenging gameplay, there are... Um, you know, Targoids, or you can do what the uh, Hull Seals do, you know, f uh, Fuel Rats do, right? Uh, just do non-designed gameplay, which is the so-called emerging gameplay, going out and helping people that uh, basically is just a pure loss of credits already anyways. And, you know, if, if that's an another tool in the toolbox for the player who has finished, quote-unquote, the game... Yeah. So, but you're well, acknowledging then, mm -hmm. you're acknowledging then that removing upkeep from fleet carriers as they stand now would basically be poor balance. It would be imbalancing the game because you're adding a bunch of pluses with no downside. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird thing with the fleet carriers. Okay. They don't seem to have that strictly the, the thought through gameplay, uh, positives and the negatives. Uh, upkeep is, well, relatively speaking, you know, small-ish, and yet it's so yeah. frequent. You start to question what it's for, why it's there, and then, and, you know, the, eventually... You do realize... I, oh, my yeah, uh, my you eventual, you know, the, 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 what, what was, uh, conclusions is drawn to realization that they are there to force you to return. You do realize, actually, Yamex, when you say... When, when you say, how come it's weekly and not monthly? You do realize you can plop 5 billion credits into your fleet carrier and then not look at that upkeep cost for weeks or months or even years, and then it'll be just fine. So the difference That's between... That's an excuse you can make. Yes, of course, you will.
Uh, I usually say this thing, you know, you might have might have not noticed, but your brain did. Your brain remembers that each week, despite you having billions upon billions of credits that will allow you to stick uh, that thing in the depths of galaxy, whatnot else, uh, for years on end with the current upkeep costs and whatnot else. But your brain still remembers that each week you have something negative and, you know... Maybe it hasn't affected you, but it certainly will affect some people who will constantly think, oh, I better log in to make sure that everything is good, that the game hasn't taken my shit from me after I didn't play it for weeks on end. See, I, f I find it really disgusting that we have to have a rent. We, f we need to have something that ticks over when you're not playing the game. See, well, that's the up. But, yeah, but if you want, a okay. So here's the Kai. Here's the thing. If you Go want ahead. to put in fleet carriers, something that uh, is a a flip coin of the positive, you know, something that would penal uh, penalize you for not doing something correctly, like you know, for ships that is you know dying, right? And you lose money for that, uh, right? Uh, if you if you put in something that doesn't tick over when you're not playing the game. And then we can well, start, you, you know, can't, examining that whether or not doesn't it's work better. for an a, that does not work for an asset that's persistent. It's working when you're not playing the game. There's a difference. You my don't pay my, upkeep my on your ships, is, but your my, ships my aren't here. Is the, uh, simple, right? I have no, you know, solutions for this, nor it's my job to think of these solutions. I present problems that I see rather disagreeable and upkeep the way it is right now. If you want some penalty. <laughs> Yeah, it it's kind of a penalty for for you know having a fleet carrier like with ships, but then fleet carrier upkeep in comparison to losing your ship in elite, right? Because you can lose those ships, it's credits. Uh, upkeep is just constantly there. It's it's ticking yeah, so over your when you're carrier. not playing it's constantly the game. Working, your fleet it's, carrier is still playing the game. It's working. It can make money for you or do stuff when you're not there. But should we have that? Should you're we saying have you would a rather game fleet that... carriers not be no. persistent? Uh, what I would say is, uh, I don't care if they are persistent or not. Uh, my issue is the fact that this feature, this uh, fleet carrier, is put in the game, and now they want to put an additional clock on it, despite its uh, positives or negatives, whatnot else, other ones, right? That it will still require me to constantly log in the game to make sure that my shit's not gone if I, let's say, don't like grinding at all, but I had enough to buy it. And it's it's not, uh, not, not any game that I know of that literally takes your shit away when you're not playing. What? You, you've never seen any upkeep in other MMOs? You've never seen, for example... Eve, where you have to keep putting fuel into your player-owned stations or they go offline. You haven't seen uh, Final Fantasy XIV, where you have to actually pay real fucking cash oh, to Jesus log Christ. in so that you can really? go to your house every 30 days or you lose your mansion that you spent a ton of money in-game to play. You've Gosh. never seen... Countless yeah. other MMOs that have some form of upkeep. I call bullshit um, on your statement. There are I get, some... If you want to make the statement yeah, that you don't like it, that's fine. I'll accept that. But yeah. if you want to make the statement that it exists nowhere else, I'm calling bullshit on your statement. I specifically said that no games that I have played 
Okay, fair enough. I don't know it what games you play, so It doesn't so mean maybe. that I... Have you played you know, e? I haven't, The thing is, uh, I know there are games with uh, specific abusive, you know, mechanisms. Uh, let's not talk about even fucking, you know, uh, mobile market that's even <coughs> more gross than anything. But, uh, okay. you know... So, but you, you did acknowledge me? the fact... You did acknowledge the fact that basically not having any upkeep in on fleet carriers would be imbalanced in that you have a lot of pluses with zero downside. And but at the same time, you dislike mm-hmm. it enough to, to state your point, you dislike it enough that it's going to make you not want to have one. And that's fair. That's fine. Not everybody has to like shit. Uh, the, the the upkeep, right. Uh the fact that it exists in uh, well similar things like rent again, yeah, uh, renting items and blah blah blah. If you don't up, you know, literally put in more cash uh, to keep that stuff, right? Um, that is seen in games, but uh, such as Elite, I haven't seen any, right? Uh, but okay, let's let's just say fuck it. Uh, this is the first time I see something. It doesn't change the fact that it's a negative thing that I sure. don't want to see. It's a game design that I disagree tremendously with. You see, I don't I... want a game that would, you know, potentially take away something from me, uh, be that in a, you know, smaller or larger way, if I just simply don't log into it. Sure. That's the You're point. saying I don't that you want would prefer... a game, especially the one that I am playing and, and you know, make videos about, to have this negative feature. Well, congratulations. You play Elite Dangerous where you don't have to have that. You can just play without a fleet carrier and never have rent. Congrats. You win. The you get optional what you want. argument. It's optional. You don't have to use it. You know, these arguments often as well are really annoying. Just because it's not for you, just because you don't buy it, just because you don't interact with it, doesn't mean that the game hasn't been uh, either balanced or designed for. It doesn't change the fact that for people who actually wait, wait, use wait. It, so now you're arguing in favor of balance. You were just saying you were okay with things being imbalanced a minute ago. Now you're saying the problem with this is it'll lead to imbalance. But the actual thing no, that you're talking about will lead is to that imbalance. It's designed with the rest of the game <clears throat> in mind. It has made either thanks to the game's effects or that it would affect the game. Developers so tell have me how you're being penalized. It. Tell me how you're being penalized as a player who doesn't own a fleet carrier. How are you disadvantaged? You don't. Uh, let's see. Uh, so. Uh, let's see. So, how are you penalized? Well, clearly you're not. Yeah, you're, you don't have it. But on the okay. other hand, people who have the fleet carrier, let's say, no, no, choose no. To the do people some... that have the the people that have the fleet carrier saw all the information and made yes. a balanced choice that for them they wanted to have it. So you don't get to speak for them. You don't get to decide for me what my freedoms are. You get to speak for you. So what I'm saying is, someone who does not want to, you just said that the game is now just because it exists in the game the game is balanced for that so i'm asking you as a non fleet carrier owner as a person that made the decision that rent is disgusting and you don't want to have it how are you disadvantaged by it just being in the galaxy uh, right so how is the player without a fleet carrier being affected by not having a fleet carrier Sure. I'm, I'm asking right. you to back up your point. You made the point right. that just because it exists right. in the game, it automatically hurts you. And I'm saying, why? Explain that. An example. Right. Here, Here's... Uh, 
Let's see. Okay, let's let's go with exploration, shall we? Sure. Yep. Uh, so you have a commander uh, who's essentially, well, you know, floating about and scanning systems and blah 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 blah. And then you know, there's a his friend, let's say, who's also doing the same thing, but he has a fleet carrier. And the fleet mm -hmm. carrier is keeping up with him. Not telling, rather, you know, the the first player doesn't know where the fleet carrier is. Now, who do you think is going to get the first to discover? Really? That's the argument you're making? That's one People of them. with a massive amount of resources have an advantage in fucking everything forever, including every video game, life, <laughs> and everything that's course, ever existed with, in the history of the with universe. A lot of funds affect people with <clears throat> less funds. That's clear. Yeah, and guess what? That player who doesn't even own a fleet carrier, thanks to the fact that fleet carriers exist, can now pull up the DSSA chart and find where in his quadrant of the galaxy, there's like three different fleet carriers. He can fly over there and he can sell his cartographic data. But if the argument that you're making is that people that put in more effort, have more resources, have an advantage, then I'm going to say, if you don't want to have that in a game, don't play any games that have Sims because that's how all Sims and life works. Sims. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Usually, Sims are very, very clunky. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Elite is uh, honestly kind of a hybrid between uh, an ac uh, action game. Yeah, it's an action. Or it's a flight order. sim. It's a flight uh, sim mixed with an MMO. It has the flight sim aspects of how you interact in the game is flight yeah. simmy, and how you interact on a macro sense is MMO as far as any BGS stuff, as any power play MMO stuff. MMO is as far massively as... multiplayer online, so yeah, uh, they even uh, they even uh, mention Elite as an RPG, which is kind of... Well, yeah, it's a role-playing game, sure. But it's not the if typical MMORPG that we think of uh, when we talk about these things, usually. And that's kind of weird, isn't it? But yeah, Elite I mean, is RPG. That's, <laughs> that, that, that umbrella covers a, a, wild, yeah, a wide, wide spectrum. Just like the action but, genre, right? But anyways, yeah. Carry on. All right. So as, as, as we discussed, we're sort of wrapping things up. I feel like, you know, there's going to be some things we just have to agree to disagree on. Okay? Sure. Um, there's going to be some things. Did I? I, I want to ask you. Did I make any points in this conversation where you're like, huh, I never thought about it like that. And it maybe opened you up, not to changing your mind, but at least to there, you said, hmm, that's interesting. And had a, a different view kind of enter your, your thought process on this. Oh, it's always wonderful to hear and see others' uh, opinions about, uh, you know, where the game is and, and how, how they perceive it. So, sure, yeah. Clearly. For me, oh. the biggest the biggest thing that I was surprised by is hey. uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest and hey. I, I'm gonna just be. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna be honest and I'm just gonna be blunt. Before the conversation, before the conversation that we had over at Down to Earth Astronomy's uh, stream over at, at that uh, Discord when we were talking in the green room privately, kind of thought you were a bit of a dick, and were yeah. just being cunty for no reason. And then when you explained your thought process of that, you look at things sort of as a polemic or my word, not yours, but the, the process that you explained, I kind of looked at it from a different viewpoint 
And that is a thing that you, in this conversation or in, in our talks today, you've brought to me where I now look at what you do with a lot more respect because whether I agree with it or not, I see where you're going for, what you're going for. And I kind of dig part of it. I told you already, and I'll say this for the record here on air. I think that you are a very astute person and a lot of your observations are very, very smart and very clever. And in, in a lot of cases, more smart or clever than mine. There's things that you say where you see something and you point it out like, this is a problem because of this. And I go, huh, I didn't think about that before. That's, he's fucking smart. He's right on the money there. Then you go into your polemic routine where you kind of go big and bad like you're a fucking pro wrestling uh, manager where you're like, and I'm gonna kill Come on, and I'm like, son. and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, okay, I will I'm take you to now. the grave. But I like, I do <laughs> like the initial kernel of most of your observations. I agree with the vast majority of them. I mean, you have it's a ton a part of followers. Of the performance after all, everyone. And, in, you but know, I mean. You're a very smart guy and a very astute guy. So that's something that changed in my viewpoint of this conversation. So I, I just wanted to thank you for being so gracious with your time to come join me uh, and have this sit down chat. I hope that maybe something of what I said also you, you, you found like, oh, I didn't think about that. But mm, doesn't mean it has to change your mind, but just weigh in on the thought process, you know? Oh, it always does. Always does. Right on. Okay. Well, Yamix, thank you very, very much. Obviously, you can check out the Yamix at his YouTube page, and you can also check out the Yamix, Yamix on his Discord. I will link both of them in the show notes for this conversation. Uh, Yamix, do you have anything else that you want to sort of shout out or highlight? Anything like, I don't know, a forum post that you did on, on fleet carriers or somebody else's that you thought was clever or anything that you want me to add for the show notes? The only thing I would say is just that, uh, well, examine opinions that, you know, I, me, you know, you, uh, your friends, what and else uh, present and, you know, argue them, essentially. Uh, it's just be rational, try to be logical, find a source, a reason, and, you know, just, 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 just in, in, investigate things if you can, uh, and try to prove me wrong if you can. <laughs> but, uh, I dig yeah. that. But, uh, but no, I did, it's, I tried. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, it's no, the point here is that uh, you know, uh, just, just, you know, don't just toe the line and then you know find 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 the argument and examine it. And if you agree with it, screw it. You can copy paste an arg uh, argument that someone else placed. You know, it, it's, sure. It's it's not a bad thing after all. Like saying, I like bread. Many people mm. like bread, right? Well, it's an I like bread. still, but there you go. Right? Sure. It's, it's it's just because you know you echo someone that has the similar opinion. What that tells doesn't mean that you are that person's supporter or you are that person or just yeah. a parrot. It's just echo, that you come to the same conclusion. E echo what you feel. Yeah, echo what you feel is accurate, and then differentiate where you have a difference of opinion at the same time. And inform developers uh, in the context of Elite Dangerous, you know, wh how, why you think things must change and what do you think are good or needs to be better, <laughs> if you will. It's I, up to I you to decide you so what much. <laughs> I agree with you very much of inform the developers of what you would like changed. 
I think there may be different approaches to how people sort of uh, yeah. give that advice. But oh my, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you could beat a dead horse if that's how you go about it. It's all hey, good. Hey, hey, take your stick and show me your best swing. <clears throat> Fuck that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Mix, thank you so much. And uh, all right, that will wrap it up here. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. All right, so that was my no-holds-barred one-on-one debate, I guess, maybe, conversation, whatever you want to call it, with the Yamex. I want to give the Yamex a huge sort of respectful nod for showing up and having the conversation with me. Uh, He's a ballsy dude, and I don't always agree with his approach, as you've just heard. And there's going to be times where uh, I think he's a bit of a dick. And there's going to be definite times where I am a bit of a dick or a Pollyanna or naive or whatever else you want to say, you know, from his viewpoint or standpoint. But um, it was a cool conversation. I got a lot of respect for the guy. And uh, yeah, so hope you enjoyed it. And uh, leave a note in the comments telling me what you think. Um or send in an email to EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com. I would love to hear your feedback on this. Thanks. And to play us out, why don't we continue the sort of theme of the evening of the, uh, you know, sort of combative rah-rah. And let's go with Fight to the Death by Miguel Johnson from his album Exodus. See you next week.